Today we're here with Patty Howard, also known as One Take Patty. You got her. From Kitchen Door Catering. And we're going to be talking about lots of things, but in particular talking about working in and on your business. Thanks for joining us today. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> Thanks for coming. The 15 Minutes of Fame podcast, your destination to learn from people that are passionate about their business and have amazing stories to tell. Are you ready to elevate your expectations of what you thought was possible? It's time to get inspired. Now that I actually found your new location here in Burnside. I know, there's no signage yet. That's coming. So, I'd like to know, Patty, I guess, how Kitchen Door Catering started. Tell, <laughs> us, tell us where you began. Well, I mean, it started in 2008. Actually, a little bit before that, it probably started in 2007. Uh, my, um, I was pregnant with my son. I had just finished, uh, I shouldn't say finished, I'd gone on maternity leave, or was about to go on maternity leave um, from a job. And I have a sister-in-law in Niagara on the Lake who was a caterer, and I always was envious of the lifestyle and the life-work balance that she had. And so I thought, well, there could be something to this. And right. so I started, it was just me and my lovely aunt, Maureen, that used to come in and make brownies with me. And, do whatever I asked her to do. And uh, yeah, we started back then, had my son, and uh, it wasn't really until about year two that I realized, wow, this is a lot, and uh, I'm gonna have to bring some people on. And uh, that was uh, 10 years ago. So it started <laughs> off with you and, and your, your aunt working in a, in tiny, a kitchen. In a tiny, tiny, tiny little kitchen. It was 150 square feet. Uh, it was a crazy little kitchen and uh, we were there for about two, two and a half years and then ended up at Blue Water Road where we just moved uh, from to this location right here in Dartmouth. Very cool. So now that you're, you know, running this company and how many people do you have on staff? So when we're in our peak, uh, so April through December, we have about 25, 27 uh, full-time people. Okay. Team members, and then we also have a great offsite crew. So when we work events, we need bartenders and servers and porters, and those. so we have another roster of between sort of twenty and thirty people that work casually for us at events or moonlight with us. I guess, how did you know, or when did you know that you were maybe doing your business a disservice when you were still working in the business? When did you know it was time to kind of step? step above and, and work more strategy? Um, well, one, I was losing my mind <laughs> because, and I would say that was really about the, the, the mark when, we, when I had sort of between 12 and 14 team members. Right. So what, when we were smaller, when we had six or seven team members, it was pretty easy to manage a team. Uh, everybody, I mean, I was working in it every day. You were there, you know, at, at, for two years, I was the salesperson, right? I was the sales team. So I would take all the orders. Half the time I'd deliver them out for lunch because we didn't have a set driver. Um, so it, it, was, it was fairly easy. But by the time we, we evolved up to sort of that, that number of employees and that level of sales growth, I, I was pretty much high stress all the time. If you would ask my husband, he would say I was really cranky. And I was really struggling with, okay, this, this can't be the long-term strategy for Kitchen Door because I'm miserable and uh, I, need, I need a plan. And that's really when I started, I'm gonna say about five years ago, I really got interested in the business side of things. So my background is, I'm a chef, right? So I'm a creative brain and I put all sorts of ideas out on the table and I sort of have this big personality and that's wonderful, but that's not necessarily business model or understanding components of business. And you know, we had years where we had losses or I didn't, I would say we did all that work and my gosh, we didn't make any money. How, how do we, how is this gonna work? You know, I, I've gotta make, I've gotta build a life for, my, for myself, for my family, I've gotta pay for my kids' college, I've gotta do, you know, all those kinds of things. 
And yeah. so about five years ago, I started reading a lot of books on leadership and reading books on cool companies that have done these amazing things. And the thing that I took away from most things that I read was you can't work in it and on it at the same time. And so I sort of thought, okay, how I've got a plan for that. I can't just say, okay, guys, I'm out. I'm going to focus on the next five years and <laughs> go, you know, go do, do, go do your thing. So I sort of strategically um, started putting people in place and thinking about hiring an operations manager. So, you know, we're really fortunate. Ginger Waterman is our operations manager. She's awesome. She's been with us three years. So once I sort of put people in place and I could sort of move, remove some of the weight off my shoulders and then I could really think and I had the time and to sort of vision and say, this is where we're going to go. And then I would say, this is the plan. Do you, are you guys on board with this? And do you think this is a good plan? And then they could go off and make it happen. Going back to what you said, I'm in the business of, of speakers mm -hmm. and influencers yeah. and you know industry leaders. Is there anybody that you can think of um, in particular that that maybe you heard or you read a book about that that inspired you or helped you figure out your strategy? The the why book Simon Simon Sinek was one mm -hmm. uh, that was a great one. There was another book and I can't remember the name, but the whole concept of the book was, do you have the right people in the right seats on the bus? So you might have the right people, they might just be in the wrong seat, uh, and you have the right person driving the bus. And so how long have you been in business? You've been, you're fairly new, right? Ish? Yeah, well, Slub Connect started probably about four and a half years ago. Okay. Um, I sort of took the reins on the business um, just over a year ago. Um, the business has kind of changed many times. Okay. It kind okay. of started off with more endorsements. So connecting um, influencers and celebrities to, to brands for marketing campaigns yep. and that sort of thing. Uh, but since I've taken over, events are my passion. I love, yep. I love that <laughs> aspect. So I've kind of, that's what I focus on. Not to say, you know, we don't do the endorsement stuff, but that's kind of where the business, you know, is the, the direction that it's going. You knew it was time to, to, to strategically change the way your business is when you just realize, like, I can't do it all. I think there's a lot of um, that. So it's not just I can't do it all. I think it's also that I was very frustrated in the process. I yeah. very much enjoy what I do. Um, people say, oh, you, you know, oh, do you work all the time? You're a business owner. I said, yeah, I mean, do I work all the time? Yes and no. I mean, my brain thinks kitchen door. As Adam says, I bleed pink all the time, right? Like, I, <laughs> I am constantly I thinking about it, whether it's Friday night with my kids or... So, you know, I'm always looking at the world in the context of who I am as an individual, and a big part of who I am is kitchen door. Um, that, that means I, have a, I also have a really good work-life balance, and I've been able to have that balance because I have great team members. And when I wasn't, when I didn't have that, when I was super stressed and I was worried about, oh my gosh, you know, the cash flow side of the business, and how are we going to do this, and where are we going to see the growth, and managing individuals, I mean, that, that is a big part of the challenge. Um, it wasn't until I sort of got to that level that I sort of thought, okay, we're ready. How am I going to make the change to make this better? Or am I going to walk away? Really? I mean, those are those, yeah. that's what I was left with. I think some people, let's say, you know, let's say they, they're chefs and they make cupcakes and that's what they want to do. Maybe, maybe that's just the thing that they do. Maybe they don't build the business anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, for me with Celeb Connect, you know, I love dealing with clients and I love every aspect of it, but I, I have a bigger vision and I would love to eventually have more people on and have more of a strategic role in the company. Yes, there's lots of people that have a lifestyle business where they're not, um, they're not in the day to day. And, and I, may, I may, at some point, 10 years from now, I may be less out of, I may, may remove myself a little bit more from the business. But right now, obviously we've just moved, we've done this 
major capital expense to get us our, ourselves here. And we have a really aggressive growth strategy for the next five years. Well, I'm going to be very engaged and very involved in all yeah. of the decisions that are being made in the business um, over the next, you know, two to five years. But, you know, at some point, yes, when I'm over 50, um, it would be really lovely to sort of, you know, make it more of a lifestyle business. Um, but, you know, you got to put the hard work in right now. And, uh, yeah. I guess I'd like to know a little bit more about the strategies that you used. You know, when you kind of step back out of your business and let some other people take over some key roles, you know, when people called and they wanted to talk to you, but now it was somebody else's job. We still get that today. Uh, we have a couple clients that uh, pretty much plainly refuse to talk to anybody else. And uh, that's fine. They've been with me from the beginning. Um, but I'm very, uh, I mean, I basically have a filter between, or a wall. We call it the, can they get through the wall, which is the sales team, who are the people that are the folks that answer the phone every day. Right. But they do a really good job of sort of engaging. And the transition was hard. I mean, there was a lot of clients that only wanted to speak to me and so I would speak to them and I would get the information about maybe they wanted to do an event and this is what we did two years ago and don't you remember and this was so lovely and you d you did these flowers for us and well you know you had this amazing dish and so I would I would engage that and then I would hand it over to a team member and I would work closely with them and then I would make sure they were the point of contact moving forward and so I was easily able to kind of transition people to that role and also I mean you have to kind of do client education and really that means at some point you have to say to some individuals if they refuse you know what this person is the sales manager and they're very skilled and there's a reason we put you know we have these people in place and we have these team members in place and so I think there's a little bit of client education on that on that side of things but that being said I'm still very involved in this if the sales team needs something or we're looking at working like we're doing two big events next month so I'm still involved in the meetings and I'm still involved in the planning. I always, my, my, my comment is always hire people in, in these roles that are better at them than what you are. Because you can only be, you know, you can be great at a lot of things, but you can't excel at everything. And so I, you know, when I got to the 15 person mark or the 14, 15 person team, I was dying because I was struggling with the leadership and the accountability and I was always taking things personally and, and really putting Ginger in that place and having her lead and manage a team, it changed my world because it really, it just put a lot of things in context. She's really, really good at that. She's less good at some of the other fluffier things that I do. You know, I've got Rochelle in retail. She's amazing with customer service and she really, you know, embraces. I've got, you know, some team members in the kitchen, Andrew, and, you know, doing cooking classes. He's so engaged and he's like a food geek. Those are the kinds of people that you need. So I always try to look for people that are kind of as energetic and as talented or better than me in that. Right, and like you said before, it's about finding the right people in, for the bus and having them in the in right the seats. In the right seats. Yeah, that and makes see, sense. That sometimes you have to move people around and sometimes you have to move them right off the bus. That happens a lot. <laughs> we always say, I'm in a, a, another group and we always say, you know, you performance manage up or you performance manage out. There is no middle ground. Right. I think that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. As a business owner, you have to make those decisions. Are, okay, so are we, is there a strategic plan? Are we going forward? What does that look like? And, you know, another big thing for me is, which is funny because I'm a doodler and a scribbler. And if you asked Adam or you asked my team members, like, I'm not super organized and like, here's your list of stuff to do. But I plan. I have a, I have a, it's called the passion planner and I plan out and I say, okay, this is the five year. This is where I want to be. What do I want to work on today? What do I want to work on this month? How am I going to actualize this to get to that? five-year mark and get to that sales goal and get to that revenue goal right um, yeah I sort of did that with Sleb Connect when I brought Adam on because I just kind of looked at my business and just thought you know what I need to bring someone on to help me with with marketing and social media yeah. and and that aspect of my business 
So this has been really, really great, Patty. And obviously, you know, I feel like you know what you're talking about. We're sitting in your beautiful Some new, we're <laughs> <laughs> at your beautiful new location, um, you know, in, in Dartmouth. And, um, you know, what else do you have going on? Oh, there's always stuff down the pipeline, which mm -hmm. is a cool thing. Again, when you're working, uh, you know, on your business, you can, you can spend the time, but we've got, well, we have two big events coming up next month, which are killer, amazing events that we're really excited about that we're working on. We are just about to open up in a couple of months at the Zatzman Sportsplex. Um, so we were uh, we were awarded the tender for the food service provider for there. So we've got a little tiny grab and go cafe as well as they've got some catering rooms and birthday rooms and they do some concerts. And so we're going to be doing exclusively the catering there as well as the cafe, which we're really excited for. Uh, and it's just down the street, which we really like. Um, we've got cool. a couple of really interesting pieces for next year, which I can't quite let out of the bag yet, but some really cool things. And, and now we're really just working on getting people in here. So our grand opening is happening next month. Next Thursday, we start our first class uh, in the new space. So it's a knife skills class. It's awesome. So we're just sort of, you know, we've, we've, we've been here now, what, it's six weeks, seven weeks, I think, somewhere around there. So we've kind of, you know, kind of put thing, most things in their place. Mm. We, we still have some things to put on the walls and make it our own, but we're really ready to kind of sink in and kind of really expand. You know, this was three years in the making to get this building built and up. So wow. now we're ready to roll. Sounds very cool. So where can people find you? Oh, well, they can find us anywhere. They can find us at 110 Higney Avenue in Dartmouth. We are sitting above uh, Kent and Ikea. We look over Dartmouth Crossing. Um, so if you're coming up uh, Wright Avenue, you can take a right on Wilkinson and a right on Higney, or you can come up past Ikea and take a left. Um, but you'll see the, the pink vans and you'll see the little sign at the door. So that's, that's where we are. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. And you can find us on Wednesday Nights Live on Chit Chat Shot. When are you coming on Chit Chat Shop? <laughs> you, know, you must know about Chit Chat Shop. You were here for the for the Dartmouth one with uh, Miss Gloria McClure. I was. It was awesome. Thanks for having me for that. That was a really cool experience. I, I've never seen a Facebook Live show being filmed, um, and it was very cool. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I you know it, it, I might you be a guest on? in the future. Okay. I'm definitely I'll schedule you in. It. I'll have my people call your people.